Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today I have Miss Brittany, aka Miss Bratney. Uh, she's a <laughs> podcast host. Her podcast is Rescue for a Purpose. She's a motivational speaker, an advocate for bringing awareness to healing men, women, girls, and boys who have been through human trafficking. How are you doing today? I'm good. And you? Um, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm tired as all hell. Um, I'm a teacher and I'm a kindergarten teacher and we went to the pumpkin patch today. So that kind of took me out the game. It did. How was it though? Oh, it was fun. It was I fun. I like the pumpkin patch. I like the pumpkin patch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, uh, the kids have fun. We didn't really have to walk a whole bunch of places or anything like that. So it was cool. It was just, it was hotter than what the weather's been. And then, um, just being, you know, just, yeah. Tired. Just tired. Then, we, then we had a PD meeting right afterward. Like, come on, man. Come on. Y'all know, <laughs> we just did all this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I ain't going to lie. After this, I'm about to go get me some tacos or a burrito and I'm going to sleep. I'm going yeah, to sleep. I'm a little tired too. I, I've been um today I worked I worked 12 hours and I own my own company during the day too. So I was like, Woo. Yeah, I feel I you, ain't been you, to sleep yet. You don't look tired. You got your hair done, you know, yeah. face So you know, I I know I look Thank tired. You. I know I, <laughs> I know I look tired. Uh, <laughs> but uh today's episode is sponsored to you by or sponsored to the audience uh by myself my clothing brand christian dewan it's me and my son uh 15 off if you use the promo code underdog underdog is right above us but if you're listening is u-n-d-e-r-d-a-w-g talk um and you get 15 off we got sweaters hoodies t-shirts stuff like that so use the promo code and you will um Get 15% off. So today's conversation with Miss, I'm going to call her Bratney because that's what she said at first. And then she gave the government. I don't know. I don't know which one she <laughs> is today. I like Bratney. Okay. So is this. I really a, like it. I didn't know what? how you was going about it. Okay. Is it, um, is it two different people or is it the same person, just different names? No. No. Okay. Because I know, you know, back when I was around your age or a little younger, I used to have another name because I didn't want everybody to know my name. So I didn't know. I didn't know. So today's conversation. Um, oh, you good? Yeah, we back. Oh, you back? Okay, I thought I was like, dang, I was talking and then she didn't say nothing. I was like, dang, I don't I know what happened. It just went and said something. I'm like, okay, I guess uh, I'll wait here. That's the, <laughs> that's that California Wi-Fi. But anywho, uh-huh. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> anywho, it would be us as much as we pay. Yeah, I'm sure my sister lives out there. Um, so. To be honest, I've never actually known someone that's dealt with the topic that we're going to talk about, or kind of topic we're going to talk about, um, but human trafficking. So um, kind of tell us, like, you don't have to go, like, deep into details, but, like, how did, how did that go, and how old were you? What what was going on in life? Um, I was a teenager. I was, like, 15 and a half, 16 one into 16 and um i kind of was <clears throat> my great-grandparents raised me 
and they passed away. So I was grieving and I turned into a runaway. I didn't really have like a bond with my mother like that. Um, we're cool, but we didn't have, I was used to them, you know, they raised me. So when they passed away, it was like, I lost my parents. So, um, after that, I just started running away. And then I ended up in with the wrong people, the wrong place at the wrong time, way in Atlanta. And, um, I ended up getting kidnapped by a gorilla pimp. Didn't know where I was at. Didn't know, you know, I was even in the area of prostitution. I'm like, oh my God. And I just start seeing all these pimps and girls. I'm like, whoa, this is what's going on over here. Like, this is really happening over here. Like, where am I? So I didn't think it was real. You know, like, I'm like, he's playing. He did not just like take me in his room. Like he's, this is a joke, right? And no, he was serious. Like very, he was like, yeah, no. He was like, you're staying here and you're not leaving until you pay me. I'm like, pay you? He's like, yeah, you looked at me. I'm like, I didn't look at you. Like, I, like I was sitting on the stairs crying, trying to figure out how I'm, I'm going home because I came with the wrong people. Like, I don't even know, you know, where I'm at, what's going on. And um, he was like, yeah, you owe me 10000 and you can't leave till you get it. And it just went up and up and up. So at that point, I knew, yeah, like, I'm actually, like, kidnapped. Like, this is, it is real. Like, he's not letting me go anywhere. And he had a girl with him, um, so his bottom girl or whatever. Um, and she was helping him with me. They monitored me. Like, it was, like, traumatic. Like, I had to do everything he said when he said um, he raped me. He beat me with guns. Like, he made me sell myself, like, literally, like, every single day. He had guys lined up in trucks and cars and, like, it was like a whole ring in this particular hotel going on behind the gas station. I'm like, nobody knows this. Like nobody. It was crazy. It was like the worst thing ever. And I'm like, well, me dealing with running away and grieving, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of like in shock at the situation. So I just kept praying, you know what I'm saying? Like every day I was just praying and praying like, when he beat me up, I prayed. When he made me do this, I prayed. When I was in the shower, I prayed. Like, I mean, they monitored me in the shower. I had to sleep in between of them. I had to eat what he wanted me to eat, dress how he wanted me to dress. Like, it was like full captive type of time. And it was like, whoa. And he was black. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, the girl. Wow. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. I know you've overcome it and you are in a better place, but. You only really hear that like on movies. I mean, you see it or you read articles. Me, I've never had anyone in my family or anyone close to me had that happen to any one of them. So you like kind of just see that in a movie and you just telling that. that I felt like I was listening to you tell me a movie that was on some station that, you know, they play it on. And that's just crazy that that's out there. And it's, and it's unfortunate that you had, you know, you went with the wrong people. You was like, I'm just trying to get out of here. This ain't really what I want to do. But that ain't what you want to do. You yeah, know, either. Like, I, I, I go back to that. I go back to that bullshit that I was dealing yeah, with. Yeah, because I left with them. Um, I was getting away from an abusive guy that mm -hmm. was beating me up and making me do the same thing. But it was like a manipulative type of thing. It wasn't like kidnapped. It was like I thought I was in a relationship and he had other plans. And when I got with him, he's like, no, this is what you're going to do. I need money. You're going to do this, do this, do this with your body and you're going to give me the money. So I was running from him, beating me up every day and ended up with the guys that I was with. I mean, I didn't have nowhere to go, you know, I was a runaway. So I went with them and they got to Atlanta and they're like talking about doing this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? And then I ended up with the other guy and it was just like, whoa, it just took a traumatic turn. You know what I'm saying? In my life, 
And I don't think I was ever going to get away. He told me, like, you're never getting away. So your parents don't want you. They're not looking for you. You're a runaway. Nobody cares about you. I was like, wow. And I believed it for a second, but I was like, nah, I know God ain't going to keep me here. Like, I know this is not like the end of it. Like, can't be. Yeah. So how did you get out or get away? Like, what was that like? Um, well, the girl that he had helping um, with me, um, he thought that after he had me so long, I mean, we're going into a year after he had me so long, he's like, oh, well, she's not going to work because it's a mind thing. I tell people it's a mind thing. You know, even if you have a scapegoat, your mind is not going to let you run away until you feel like I really can get away, you know? So he felt like I was already trapped by the mind, which I was, but I was like, well, I'm going to try it. When she he left me with her, um, he went to go get some weed on the other side of town, and he caught a flat tire. I was like, oh, my God, that was God. So she threw me my phone like, you need to find some work. You need to do something. And I was thinking, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and my aunt, I only knew one person's number by heart. And I text her like, aunt Amy, I'm kidnapped. This is what I see. This is where I've been at. You know, like, this is the area. This is the street signs. I remember I'm stuck, like, send the police. And she was all the way in Texas. And she called the police from Texas in Atlanta, and they was there in, like, five minutes. And the girl called him, like, we're caught. Don't come back. Um, forget her. Like, she was talking hella crazy to the police. Like, I'm just like, why are you doing this? But at, now that I've healed and I'm, well, healing and I'm learning, like, it was a mind thing for her, too. It's no telling how long he had her mind, you know, and had her. So I, I got over her. I forgave her, you know. Like, she's probably in the same situation. It just grew. There's no telling what she went through to even meet him or get to him and then um i didn't get justice or nothing for years like i had to live with that and go through the changes just with you know with men and just like being you know traumatized you know and then um i just got justice three years ago actually they reached out to me i was in my closet praying i was like god what do you want me to do something has to change like i'm broken you know like there has to be a way and the next day a detective called me and was like we're subpoenaing you and your family and everybody to court in atlanta literally like three years ago. It just made three years a month ago. Wow. That's, that's crazy. But that, like you said, that was God, like him getting that flat tire and you were able like this. I feel like I'm, I'm listening or watching <laughs> SVU or it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like I was telling my, cause I have a co-teacher. I was telling her, um, you know, I was interviewing you or having a conversation with you. And I was like, I've never, you know, heard of anyone actually having to deal with that and just listening to you it sounds like a svu episode and it's crazy because people think it don't happen to us like oh it don't happen in the real world like that's overseas and i was like no it happens to us right here that's why so many women's going missing and then like i finally met a girl um that i spoke with recently um who was from overseas and they trafficked her from overseas to here to the united states and her experience i was like wow like that's the movie experience like you know like it's crazy it's just it's just crazy that it even happens you know and we have to like fear for our life so now i have this fear that i work on like i really think i can't you know at night i'm like on 10 like i think that it's happening over and over again you know what i'm saying it's so hard to overcome it after the fact that it happens to you uh so how many years ago was that like that actually happened to you um, let's see. Well, you say you were what 16? Yeah, going into 17 is when I was found at 17. So I'm 28 now. So about 10, 11 years. Yeah. So, and that's crazy. That's not crazy, but 
that you still deal with it because how traumatizing that was. And sometimes people go through things in life that they can't get over or they get over to a certain degree, but it still haunts them because it's something that you didn't do. Yeah, for sure. And then like, I didn't get justice for nine years. So I didn't know how to handle that. I never had a therapist. Literally. I have not had a therapist yet. I couldn't find one that related to me. Um, I couldn't find one I felt understood or just cared enough. So like, I literally had to deal with that for like the whole, all them years. And then they just got me justice three years ago. So now my healing process it's finally like starting and like every day I find out something new, like, dang, I didn't know that bothered me. Like with men, you know, or dang, I really didn't know that bothered me with my mom or with my dad. Like, why did they put me in this position? Like, why aren't, why don't they care? You know, like I've been in California 12 years now alone. <laughs> Literally. I just packed up and left with nothing. My clothes and was like, I'm out. After and I got rescued. I feel you. Like you want to get away from that. Like you don't even want to go like, to the state next door. I, I want to go to a whole different coast. I don't even want to get that because that that pain is always going to be there. It's kind of like if you're um if you had a house growing up and something happened at the house, you don't really want to go back there. You don't want to mm-hmm. go back to that to make you remember. But then at a point, you're able. To, so have you been back to Atlanta, or is that something that like triggers you? Um, yes. Um, when they, well, since the, well, they made us come, they subpoenaed us three years ago and I went traumatic. Like he drugged the case out. It was 40 people to testify. He drugged the case out for a full month. So it was like, we relived the whole situation, all these women, their emotions. Like, oh, it was like the traumatic experience ever. So I haven't been back since then. And then I don't even really go home and visit like that. I just started going home to visit home. Like, yeah. you know, cause I feel like that was the start of it. And then Atlanta's like, whoa. And then it's like, I'm so tied into like the DA that was on my case, my prosecutor, like all of them, they love me. Like I speak for them and everything yearly, you know, for a hundred black women, like everywhere. So I'm just like, I really could do good there, but I'm scared there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And human trafficking is so bad there. It's like, I don't feel like I'm going to be fully safe to go there until I'm like, okay, I got this. Yep. I, and I, and I understand it. I understand it. So did, uh, so with your parents, did you feel a certain way about them? And if you did, did you forgive them for what eventually happened to you? That's so crazy that you asked me that because I literally posted a video about this today. Like I'm working on that right now. Like I thought that I forgave them, but I don't think I did because I feel like my mom didn't look for me. You know, I felt like she felt like, oh, she's a runaway. She's fast. My aunt actually said that in the report, my dad's sister. And I'm just like not over her yet for that, you know, because then when everybody seen it was true, everybody felt bad. Like, whoa, all these women got the same story. We don't even know each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Like years later, you know, like it's like everybody felt stupid. So I just I'm just like, you didn't look for me. I don't feel like you cared. You know, I don't feel like. Yeah, and then my dad either. Like, my dad, I just had a traumatic experience from him at 21. So I'm definitely, like, I'm done with him. I blocked him. I don't even have no conversation for him. Understand. And I could, and I definitely could understand where you're coming from with that. Like, you ain't come get me. Like, you ain't look for me. Like You didn't believe it. Yeah, as a kid, like, you want your parents to, like, they're your superhero. They're going to do everything in their power to, you know, to get you back or me being a parent, somebody tell me my kid going, I don't care how mad I'm at him. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm tearing up some shit. 
Yeah, for real, because it's like, who lies about that, though? Like, you yeah. know, when you're running away, you're going through the motions, I'm running away for a reason. She should have started there, but she didn't know no better, I guess. You know, everybody has their own progress they got to make. But it's like, who lies about those type of things? You know, like being kidnapped and like, my life was the open book I, when I was running away. Like, every, I was known from where I was from. So everybody knew I was running away. Everybody knew this. Everybody, you know, like everybody is small. Like, it's Kansas, like, you know, so it's like, I wasn't lying about anything that was going on, so who lies about that particular situation? Like, no, I was really, like, taken, and I don't think she believed it until three years ago. Like, fully believed it until it hit her in the face, like, until, oh. Until y'all had to go to court and everything, yeah. And I'm sure deep down, I'm, I'm as a parent, you, like, I know she fucked up about it, because yeah. that's, like, you would never want anything to happen to your child, and then in a circumstance where your child don't have no control and all this traumatizing stuff going on. And for what, for whatever reason it happened, but everything does, even though that's, that's a fucked up situation you went through, everything does happen for a reason. So after you, um, you know, you said you went to court and everything, you're, you're somewhat healing, you got your podcast and you speak. What, what made you speak in, was it hard to come out and speak and talk about the things that you talk about? Yeah, it is. It was hard at first. Now I'm kind of like used to it. I'm getting to where it's like at ease. Like it's just, I'm just talking now because at first it was very like, I was nervous all the time, crying every time I told my story, but um, like speaking for the prosecutors and them, that's what helped me like speaking for them. And I guess I felt comfortable with them because they helped me get through that too with my case. Like I kind of felt the, comfort so speaking for them over and over kind of like got me the confidence it was so hard and I decided to speak because I didn't have help like I didn't have no therapist like I felt like nobody cared I felt like the law dropped the ball they brung my case back up years later you know like it's like no voice for those type of things. You know what I mean? Like, cause nobody thinks it happens in the United States. Like now it's so popular. You're hearing about it more and more and more. But at first nobody was talking about it. Like it just wasn't like a care for it, you know? And then with my parents and like my mom don't even ask about the situation. We've never talked about what happened. She didn't stay in court to to see the situation through she ended up leaving so it's like things like that like people just don't it's like in one ear and out the other so i was like maybe if i speak and bring awareness um it will help people like i want to open an apartment building for people that's been through this and help them get the healing that they need like get them situated in life like because it's a whole process and i didn't even know it until i started like whoa like it's really like starting your life over again because i didn't get to fully grow up either because i was running away as a teenager so I had to grow up fast. I never got my child life really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love that. I applaud you for that because um, it's hard for someone to go through any, you know, stuff that, that fucks up their life or messes up their life um, and then speak on it. Like for me, I grew up with a disability. I didn't know why I had this disability. I didn't know why I had to go through all these things. And then I learned, oh, okay, it's to speak. It's to help people mm-hmm. overcome whatever they're going through because I was able to. And it took forever for me to understand yeah. that. Yeah, to understand. I'm like, man, God, why? What, what's up? I can't hear you. Oh, you can't? Can you hear me now? Hold on. Can you hear me now? Hello? No. 
no. <laughs> no, can you hear me now? No. No, what the heck? It's not me right now. I don't know. Let me Dang. let me go back out oh, and come back you in. Know what? Hello? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. I can hear you now though. <laughs> <clears throat> it's that California stuff. I don't know what you got going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you. It's all on you. It's cool. It's cool. You just you just want me to do some editing. It's all right. It's cool. It's, <laughs> oh, it's cool. I just got this. I'm so sorry. Um, what is this? Where were we at? Do you remember? You were saying like it was for you to speak. I really feel oh, that. Yeah. I feel like God uses us in certain um, ways for reasons. Like I really feel like like I'm used as a vessel, you know, to really to a messenger to speak. I'm always teaching something or helping or speaking about something. So being a speaker myself and understanding that you got to study and research what you talk about, even though you could live it, but you got to be able you know, to have that language. Is it hard for you to do the research and, and study and be able to come up with different things to help others? Or is it, are you at a point where you understand it? This isn't about me. This is to help others, but you, you know, cause sometimes stuff will trigger what used to happen to you. So does that trigger you? Are you able to like, all right, this ain't about me. I'm going to help somebody. Yeah, no, I'm able to push through it. Like this ain't about me no more. Like, and it kind of just comes to me. I just like pray about it. And then I'd be like, I go from there and it comes to me and I just speak and figure out, okay, oh, I could do this to help this person. I could do this to help this person. So I guess I'm kind of over that stage. I do cry afterwards, but <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Yeah, understand. But I'm over the speaking part, you know. So, um, what did you exactly do? Excuse me, to um get through. You don't have to tell every step, but what were some of the things that helped you through the process to heal to get to where you're able to where you were able to talk? Like, um, because I think we kind of we didn't skip over it, but I just want you to be able to like tell people because it might not be human trafficking, it might not be anything to do with um, anything sexual, it could be something happened to them, but that same thing you might've done can help them. So what's some of the, give me like two or three things that you did afterwards that helped you get to a better space. Um, I literally, for one, went to church because um, after I was kidnapped, I was still in that mindset. So I was still trying to do what he had me doing on my own. So I had to release that. So um, I went to church and that's how I quit. And then um, I started meditating. I do a lot of journaling. Um, that's really it. Like my meditation, journaling, affirmations, um, God, like I'm just like raw. Just yep. Yep. And that, and the, like I said, those are things that anybody can do that's going through something. Like going to church. Um, I would that'd be a whole nother podcast. Man, for real, because I was about to have a relationship. With God. I'm gonna say have a relationship with God because yeah, I'm not that's church, spirituality, but, spirituality. Yeah, church, but church people. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. But have a relationship with God. But meditating. Um, I need to do that more myself. Um. I do, but I need to do it in a more quiet setting. But I do journal. I write down all kinds of stuff. I got notebooks galore. 
um, just on writing ideas down, writing just different stuff. It just helps you get it out because sometimes you, you're not able, like you said earlier, you're not able to talk to somebody. Or if you're talking to somebody, it's like, why am I telling you these ideas? You can't help me. You don't even understand it. It's Man, like, they be dry. They don't understand. They don't really have a drive for it. Everybody's not the same. Yeah. Everybody's ambition. Another thing I do, um, I buy myself flowers. Like I do a lot of stuff that I feel that men um, don't do. And I guess that has something to do with the trauma as well. Mm. Um, I buy myself flowers. Um, the beach is really important to me. So like nature, water, like surrounding myself by those type of things too. Um I just, man. Yeah, um, you just can't go and throw men. You ain't gonna just, uh, men. You say the man's that you saw or something of that. Don't say men. You just throw us all in there. But that was kind of, I was going to kind of ask that question. How is, not necessarily um, like relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend talking, but how is your relationship with men in general um, from that? Um, so I have a lot of male friends. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like made my own family as far as that. On the personal end, they don't stand a chance, man. If you can't like know me all the way, break me down, understand me, my triggers, what to say, not to say, like I'm kind of like a little bitch. I am kind of because, and I don't try to be, you know, but I just got to be handled right because I don't want to go back to that or see you as that. You know, I don't want you to do the wrong thing. Like, if I you want to do something with me, I tell you, no, no, me, no. You know, like, I, like certain things will take me back. So I'm like, yeah, I'm. It's hard. Yeah, it's gonna take like Prince Charming. God gonna have to send one of the, the type, disciples that he had up there down. <laughs> no, for real, not, fighting and not even the saying it like you're a difficult person, but people would have to realize what you've been through that, like you said, certain stuff might trigger you. It don't got nothing to do with him. It's, it's not personal. You. And it's like, okay, I like, so like you would have to understand how to do it. So like, or not like to, to be able to have a relationship with you and where you're comfortable, where you don't feel that. Cause it could be what you could be with a person three years and they did something and you like, Nope, I'm good. And it don't have nothing to do with them, and they will have to understand. Okay, all right, let me give you a break, or let's do this, or whatever. And yeah. I totally understand that it's not as easy as <clears throat> dating just a, a regular woman, because women that have been raped, abused, all those different things, it's um, different. It's different. And I've never, I've actually like talked to a female that happened to, and I understood. I was even young at the time, but I understood. Like, all right, you can't you know, you can't be as thirsty or whatever with this person because they there's different for them. Yeah. So I really understand it. And I, I would hope that dudes will understand that. But I mean, you know, everybody um from a different no. life and yeah, anywho. Um so <laughs> man <laughs> uh let's get into uh where do you where do you speak? Um where do you speak? Um and if someone is listening to this how uh like where like what do you like what are things do you do you go into school stuff like that and then kind of like what are like two two things that you kind of like we we understand you talk about the uh human trafficking but what are some of the like the awarenesses that you uh speak speak about um, um i'm trying to get into schools now through atlanta 
um, through one of the officers that was on my case. I've been like talking to him back and forth, trying to get into schools through law enforcement, um, different schools. Um, lately, I've just been speaking on Zoom. I'm trying to do more of the public thing now that this COVID thing is like, you know, people are actually going to be back in public, public. And then um, I speak on like um, parenting. I speak on how it starts at home. I speak on like the science of it, you know, like, like simple as having dinner with your child, your children, you know what I'm saying? Listening to them, believing what they say, you know what I'm saying? Like everything's not alive. They say uncle Jimmy, you know, pay attention to uncle Jimmy's actions. You know what I'm saying? Like really, because people don't pay attention and they think that you're lying or you're this or you're that, or, you know, you have to pay attention to those things because when you don't, and then it really happened, then you wonder why your daughter or son acts a certain way when they get older or has a lot of resentment. Um, so I talk about that. Like I break that down about like parenting and how it starts at home and different affection that you need as a child, especially as girls, you know, um, growing up. <clears throat> I break down the science of all of that, you know, what to look for when someone's being trafficked. If you're like outside airport, driving down the street, gas station, how it looks, what it looks like, you know, um, how to spot a pimp that is maybe a gorilla or a trafficker, not just girls that want to go do it, you know, cause there are people that, that is their lifestyle, you know? Um, so yeah, I do a lot of like awareness of all aspects at home, you know, how to prevent your child from even walking into that. Cause the child will start running away and that's what they're going to run away to do is other things that are illegal for money. And then it puts you in different situations. I was having a talk yesterday with somebody we was talking about how, it's all the same. People don't look at it as the same as like human trafficking, drug trafficking, all that, because you still, it, it's like, they're all in the same, a lot of people are in the same lane of doing all multiple things. You know what I mean? You can end up in any situation just by running away. And you just want to get away from home because you want love from your mom or you want a little more time from your dad. Or so I break down all of that because I dealt with it yep. at home. I love it. I love it. And it's like you said, it starts at home and it really is because this is what I speak on. And then this is like what my school is social and emotional. Like parent, yep. as a parent, you got to make sure your kid is able to talk to you and wanting to talk to you and trust you just because you're your, just because you're the yes. parent. I mean, they trust you because yep. of your actions because That's of how you are, because of what you say, like you gotta, like, I keep it funky with my kids. Like I've always, I like, if you want to ask me some questions of what I did, what mistakes, what bad stuff, good stuff, I want them to be like, all right, I can go talk to him. I, I'm comfortable. Uh, you know, they might be a little nervous or scared because I do, you know, I got a loud mouth and I do uh, I do get, get dad mode, but it's like, okay, they don't want to disappoint or they might not want to hear what I have to say, but they're going to come to me. They're going to yeah. I talked about that too. I talked about that, the comfortability, because they might be comfortable talking to their aunt or their grandma or their cousin because you're not giving them their comfortability. I have an episode about that, um, about, you know, making your kids feel at ease and letting them know that it's okay to talk to you. You're not going to tear their head off or, you know, you're not going to be mad at them. Like, it's okay to come talk to me and tell me what's wrong or what's happening or what you need more of, you know. And also, I feel like parents need to start talking more about their past why they don't like my mom doesn't even hug me she don't tell me she loves me she probably called me once a month you know what i mean like it's something there that happened that i don't know about you know so i feel like parents should talk about that more and if they don't want to talk about it work on it so that way we don't have to grow up like that yep or it's um 
as as a man, you understand like um, maybe why your dad act the way he did or did stuff he did because when you get to about that age you're like so i understood my dad he, all he knew was go to work he didn't know the the social and emotional the the hugging mm-hmm. the i love you i didn't hear a lot of i love you when i was a kid hugging all that and it's like when i get in a relationship they want to do that what's that what you what you doing yeah mm-hmm. it's important yeah for real and mm-hmm. i'm like that too i've been working on that because it's real like you ain't used to it yeah, and you gotta, as a parent, you gotta make sure your child feel comfortable. Cause, or if you, you know, we go through life, we go through shit. If your teacher, if your child's teacher, or if it's the auntie or whoever it is, if you know them as a good person, allow your child to be, you know, go talk to that person. Okay? Yeah, you don't need to. Well, you ain't doing shit, so mind your business. I'm trying to yeah. help. I'm trying to help your child be successful in life and do better. Or, Cause I see it as a teacher, like life is messed up for kids. Mm-hmm. And then don't go to the school telling my damn business. Yeah, uh, so then the kid is listen, scared to talk. Listen, parents, they might really need to talk. Parents, if your child is in kindergarten, first grade, <laughs> preschool, I know all your business for no reason. We're in the middle of math class. Oh yeah, my dad did this. What, what does that have to do with us learning the numbers today? No, like, no. I, I listen, <laughs> a perfect example. One of my students, she was like, Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm gonna go on a field trip. My mom's broke. What? <laughs> your mama business. Like, so just know, just know, we're gonna, we gonna leave it at that. Parents, oh, your kids have your business. They do. They do. They do. Trust me. I know. I know it's always your business. It's funny to me, but like, that's another thing. As a parent, your child should know your business. Boundaries. My ch- my son. What happened to going to room? Adults is talking. Listen, we will hey. play. We will play cards, son. If you don't take your butt, come out here one more time if you want to. And it's not even that I'm doing nothing necessarily wrong. It's, it's grown people time. Yeah, it's, it's a grown people time. Or it's, or it's or it's like you're dating. Everybody ain't ain't, ain't your child, uncle. That ain't 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 like my no for real. Oh my god, my son think listen. My son think I get no women. I talk to nobody. He like you ain't got no girlfriend. I don't never see. That's because you ain't supposed to, my man. Yeah, for real, it's true. Nothing about boundaries. They ain't got nothing, and And that's that's why kids are doing the things they be doing and acting how they be acting, and they be in stuff and because yeah. Cause, cause of there's no structure. It's the boundaries. It's because of us, and we have to do better with that. We gotta be, we gotta be real with our kids. Like you can't, you know, your kid might smoke when they mm-hmm. in the teenage. They might drink. They might go party. They might do some. But if you are open and you're not, oh, rah, 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 I don't do all that. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. okay, if you're gonna do it, at least be smart. Like, yeah, don't, or don't do it to where you gonna mess up your life. Yeah. Like, uh, my daughter, she a senior. This is exactly what I told her. I said, hey, I know you're going to get the grades. Just don't fuck up graduating. Don't yeah. do nothing stupid where you get in trouble or none of that to mess up. You you got it. You accepted the college. You got the grades. Just don't do nothing stupid. And sometimes, you know, senior year, you do stuff stupid. But that's the kind of conversation I have with her. And she she knows. She know what I'm saying. Yeah. Some, some people might it. not like how I presented it, but she get all right. I know what he's saying. As long as I do what I'm supposed to do, he don't care about nothing else. Just do yeah, what I'm exactly. supposed to do. Don't get myself into nothing. And you have to understand your relationship. Mm-hmm. I can use four-letter words with my kids, and they know I'm not cussing at them. They know I just cuss. 
Yeah, and, for so sure. I'm not coming at them no ill way. I'm just using it in, the, in the context. So you might not cuss. You might pray with your kid before y'all talk. Whatever you do, make sure you have that healthy relationship. That's all we trying to say. So let's talk about your podcast. <laughs> How long have you been podcasting? What made your podcast? And what is the podcast about? Um, my podcast is about, um, I have two of them. I have one that's about like regular life, you know, like relationships and just healing and different things. And then I have my human trafficking one. Um, I've been podcasted for my human trafficking one is a few years old. And then like my personal life one is called Positive Vibe. That one is only like about a year. I've only been doing that one for a year. Um, I just started speaking and talking and recording. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing. People do this. I'm like, oh, this is be good to get the word out in general. And then you hear people like you or other people talking and y'all subjects. And then you hear people just social media like, oh, that's something I need to touch on or talk about. Or so then it just drew me to it. And then so I was like, well, in my free time outside of my other businesses, I'll record. I understand. Um, before I reply with that, um, do you have guests on your positive vibes one? Um, I want to, I just don't, I didn't know how to do this. Oh, uh, well, we could talk offline. I could be your first guest. That's, you we, should. I was, yeah, I was going to tell you, like, we need yeah. to have a real conversation about yeah, we, everything. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely, uh, we definitely could do that. And I could, you know, show you how to do that, um, with the video. Cause I just started video, um, this year. So I've been podcasting, um, I would say a few years, like three, four, but I had a radio show first and then I did the podcast and I've had two before this one. One I had to end because my co-host ended up passing away. She got in an accident. Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. So yeah, then I started this one and I was just like you. I was like, I know I can record. I can talk. I talk all day long. Me too. Like I, It don't matter what subject. If Me I, too. I'm gonna talk. So Me it was too. like, I like interviewing people and I was like, um, I like really talking to people, just anybody. And I was like, I just need certain topics to talk about. It's because it's really for people that think and are like me or like the old me. Like you want to be an entrepreneur, but you work a job or whatever. So I get people or just somebody like you, like not too many people in real, real life and real time have seen or heard somebody have this type of conversation about human trafficking. So I was like, I got to get her on here. I've never, you know, just experienced that conversation. Yeah. yeah. I like talking. You can learn from all different kinds of people. So that's really why I do the podcast. But I definitely want to be like Gilly and um, Wallow to success and, and make that uh, sign that hundred million dollar check. Me too. Like what? I'm like, yeah. dang, that's not I'm I'm a podcast. Like you, like people think it. Like they be like, oh, you just pod. No, like I might not be making the funds off of it, but when you're consistent, you keep going. You're gonna grow. You're like, gonna grow because that's my thing. I'm trying you. to grow with it. I'm not thinking about the money right now. I just mm -hmm. want to grow from it and get me out there so I can eventually make money because I'm trying to help. You know, I just want to speak to help. So it's like I'm trying. I love Wall on them, man. What? Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah. they need to get me up on that thing. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> like it's certain podcasts that I definitely like want to be on, or it's certain people like that I want to interview just because it's underdog. Like it's. A, majority of people that are successful that we look up to were underdogs so it's certain people that i want definitely steph curry definitely yeah. uh like a draymond green um a tom brady like mm -hmm. anybody that's kind of been the underdog where people forget that they were the, lebron james was the underdog even the projects 
Single yeah, mother. it's crazy. Yes, I know. That's why I'm like, man, I want to interview so many people, you know, yeah. and just ask them. So you gotta, we gotta uh, have so many episodes, and then just shoot your shot. I shot yeah. my shot at somebody. He lives here, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I sent him the thing. He just ain't filled in the link. He a busy guy. But once he do, I'm like, boom. Okay, I shot my shot. I've text some other people or in deep DM them. I ain't hear nothing back. Hey, it's whatever. You shoot your shot. If you don't shoot yeah, your shot, yeah, that's all you can do. You don't know yeah. you and that's not just in podcasting. That's in relationships. That's in life. If you don't go after the opportunity, don't get mad at nobody else that you didn't get the opportunity. That you didn't do it. Yeah, and I love shot. how you do your um, like on your podcast, your wording, like everything. And I was like, man, and you do the video. I was like, what? Like, how's he doing that? And that's why I haven't had anybody because I'm like, how am I supposed to do it over the phone? Like, you know, like I was like, no idea. So I yeah. just been recording myself, but I'm like, yeah, I definitely want people on. It makes it fun too. It may, it definitely does having different people because you get I people from all over the world. So I love Man. I love that you have uh cuz we had talk about podcasting all day, but I love that you have two podcasts, one that separates who you are as just you as Bratney or whatever who Brittany, Yeah, you know. Everyone you are that day. Uh <laughs> then you have the one that you that surrounds what you do because people fail to realize your brand or whatever you do has to correlate with each other. Ooh, I'm using big words. I'm Yeah. I'm proud of myself with that one. But um, you gotta uh you gotta make sure everything ties together. So people get to know the real you, but then they yeah. get to know what happened to you and how you can help people. So it all ties together. So I love that. Um I love that you do that, and I love that even though you got a business, you work, you still doing it, and you letting people know who you are and you're being helpful to people because like you said, human trafficking is a thing now. Like yeah. you hear about it every now and then, but just thinking about you, you said it was like it was about 10, 11 years ago. That man, and it still affects me, you know. Yeah. Wow, 10, I was, yeah, I was 20, I was chilling in life. You wouldn't think of nothing like that, but it does happen. You people get kidnapped or whatever, or taken, or like you said, you were a runaway, whatever the case may be, it does happen. So, um, Give people three tips. It could be parents. It could be kids. Because I think I'm going to stick to the human trafficking. What they can do not to put themselves in that situation. Um, As far as kids, I feel like kids should open up to their parents. And like, listen, because I used to get mad. Like, dang, my mama don't want me to go nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dang. You want me in the house all the time, you know? And it was a reason. I just didn't think about it till now. I'm like, oh, that's what she meant. So I feel like kids should pay attention to their parents' judgment because you don't know why their intuition is telling you to stay home or you can't go here. You can't be around these people. And so I feel like that. I feel like kids should um, open up more. But I feel like parents should be more emotionally in tune with their kids and um start having conversations with them you know take the time out to have mother daughter day dad daughter day or son day you know like start spending more time there with your kids and making sure that you're emotionally in tune and you just know what's going on with them who they're talking to you know how they're feeling if you're dating how they're feeling about the person if they know them you know what i'm saying like just being more in tune like with one another yeah, definitely. Kids, listen. That's it. Just that word. Listen. 
Because mm-hmm. as a kid, like you said, your mama telling you stay in the house. My mama was strict as all hell. Like, Man, was, she was. Like, I, I can't do nothing. <laughs> don't let me get in trouble. I'm I'm doing a bid. I ain't just no, getting one real. I'm doing a bid. Like, and it's like, and but <laughs> but I understood. I remember I went to go watch Pursuit of Happiness, went to the movies, cried. Like, I get emotional. I learned as an adult, I get emotional on certain stuff. Me and too. not cry like boo-hoo, ugly cried, but like just teared. And I called my mom, I was like, thank you. Because I understood, like, as a parent, I didn't have my son yet. But it was like just seeing from a parent's perspective, life hard as hell. And you got to do everything in your mm-hmm. power to make sure your kid's straight. But kids, you got to listen. Your parents, I- no matter what's going on with them, they, they best interest most of the time, 90% of the time is to make sure that you straight down the yeah. road. It ain't about it ain't about whatever age you at, where you at right then and there. It's about down the road. Because my yeah, mom so showed me a lot of stuff. And I realized, oh, that's why I had to watch. Oh, that's why I had to do this. Oh, that's why I did. So I can make it on my own. So listen to your parents. Don't think that just because they saying something or if they strict, it's for them to be mean. It's for them to help you. And it's for them to help you in the long game, not the short game. But it does help in the short game. So I feel like parents need to not shelter the kids, though. I do want to point that out before you move on. Um, Don't shelter them, though, because I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people run away, too, because they be sheltered and they want to do something. You got to let them do something. You know, just set boundaries, set rules, you know, responsibility, make them responsible, but don't shelter them to where they want to run away with older men and go see, experience things. Don't shelter them. Just, you know, let them be free a little. Yeah. And it's it's a little harder now. in the times we're at, like you can't, you almost can't even really let your kid just be outside playing. Man, I'd be scared. Kid. I'm like, if I have a kid, I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah, like you gotta be a lot. Ca- it's more cautious. It's like, all right, mom, I'm gone. All right, you better be in before them streetlights. Nowadays, where you going? Text me, call me. Yeah, uh, you I got to text, share my location. Text, share, share your location, location. All that. Yeah, but like you said, don't don't shelter your kids because you want them to be able to see what goes on in the real world, and it could be the simplest thing is. They didn't know ris- racism was out there. Yeah, that but, too. Or uh, it could be whatever color your child is. You didn't know that your black friends got treated like that because you were sheltered. Or whatever the case may be, don't shelter your kids. Let them be able to see the world, but just give them the knowledge to be able to live in the world. So I need a quote. I always ask my uh, guests for a quote. It could be your quote. It could be a quote you read. It could be whatever. But I need a quote from you. Mm. It could be any quote. It ain't going to be judged. No, it ain't going <laughs> to. Okay. Listen. So my, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell my you. My quote that I use to myself is stay down to come up. And that's with anything I'm dealing with. Like, meaning stay focused, you know, stay determined. Don't give up. Keep going. Like, no matter what tribes and tribulations you hit, like, keep going. Like, because it's hard. Like, it's hard trying to have, like, a regular life in businesses. Like, I'm in the trucking industry and I work like it's hard and I'd be ready to give up because of my trauma. You know, like I have a bad day emotionally and then I'm ready to quit. So I just always tell myself, stay down until you get where you're trying to go. I love it. I love it. It's simple, but it's very powerful. Stay down until you come up. That, that kind of hit me like I've been staying down focused. It's like because when you're on the grind and you're starting something and the money ain't coming or mm-hmm. you don't get the nobody support you or whatever and you like man is, am i post yes you post to yeah it's not even about the people you think them people gonna have a handout 
when you make it, but they didn't have a hand in to help you. So you got to you got to be careful with that. But I love that. Stay down. Stay focused. Stay on what do what you're supposed to be consistent. And that come up going to come up. And when it come up, you're going to be like, damn. This and you know, I'd be like that. I'd be like, dang, all the people that don't be supporting me, people don't be sharing my stuff. And this this person reached out because I'm in the trucking industry and I teach in the trucking industry too. And um, this um, this lady reached out and she was like, um, I'm getting all my um, you know, my certifications to drive trucks. And she was like, I'm coming to you. I've been watching you for months. This other dude reached out. I'm gonna take your class. I've been watching you for months. I'm like, dang, you don't even know who watched you. So I stopped caring about everybody else's support. Me, like I was complaining. Oh, this person don't share it. They don't share my stuff. But then, like, I'm like super popular now. I'm like, wow, it ain't even the other people. It's other yeah, people. Strangers, strangers uh, get you rich before your own people will. Like, yeah. And I, I see it all the time. Or it, it might not even be strange. Sometimes it'd be just people that you don't get the likes or whatever. I see what you're doing. I like your podcast. Like. Now people know that I'm a pot. Like people see me, oh yeah, or my friend, he got a pocket. I'd be like, dang, I'm really doing something. Yeah, you just got to keep doing it. But mm-hmm. to what you were saying with your quote, um, uh, one lady was on here and her quote was "fuck the Joneses," and I was like, dang, you really just gonna say that? Like you, you ain't realize that my last name is Jones. You just gonna say "fuck <laughs> the Joneses"? Real though, it is. But but I got where you know because it's keep up. I got where you coming from. Yeah, I got where, and I was just sitting there like, damn. That's some bullshit, but hey, it is what it is because I real. get where she coming from, and that's that's true, and that's just like what we were saying. Fuck the junk, not okay. Fuck the other people or your friend, the people that you feel like that aren't supporting you because we're yeah. not gonna be saying fuck the Joneses because we're a very powerful name, we're very powerful people, but that's <laughs> that's not for the conversation <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, bro, but, not fuck yeah. the Joneses, but fuck the Joneses. Yeah, yeah, because you get caught up in who likes you or who don't like you and all that different stuff. Or oh, I see old girl got this or oh boy, I ain't got nothing. It's to do social with media though. It's yeah. social media. You don't know because they going through what you going through. They just mm-hmm. don't put it out there. Mm-hmm. They just don't put it out there because most of the time, what I'm talking about, I'm going through. I just no for real. Me too. You know, and I, I just feel like to other people. Yeah, and I feel like that too. I feel like people that try to keep up with the Joneses, not Jones, but Joneses. I feel like people that do that, like if you feel like you got to have all this designer and you got to have all these bags and cars to feel like that's a confidence issue. You don't need all that to feel like you're, you know, big dog. So I feel like a lot of people just don't talk about it. They hide it and do other things, you know, to cope with it. That's what it is. It's social media. Like, it makes everybody feel a certain way. Like, oh, this person don't want to talk to me. They don't like me. They don't want to hang with me, you know? Like, high school and stuff. Because yeah. it's keeping up with the Joneses. Because, listen. listen, you can be lame as hell and have a whole lot of money. Man. And that don't, that don't change it don't make who you. you are. Because I'm going to still be, I'm going to be Eric with no money, some money, a little bit of money, and a lot of money. Because... No, I don't wear no, I don't, I don't need no tattoos. I don't need none of that stuff. Now I, I ain't gonna lie, I might buy me a chain or two here and there. Yeah, here and there. I get a little funky, you know, you know, yeah, nice you know, little you, you know. You'll never see me buy rims. But and, I'm not gonna live by that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to have don't, yeah. If I don't if I wasn't able to go buy this or I'm not able to go stunt, no, I'm gonna stunt. I ain't gotta because yeah. because guess what? Nobody that you trying to stunt for signs a check for you. No, for real. And they don't really care about it. It's not going to make or break you. Because guess what? If you're unhappy, you're going to be unhappy until you fix you. If you 
trying to have a certain amount of money or look a certain way for a certain person and then they don't like you, then you still don't got that person. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to make the people that I want to attract or the people that I want to see me so I can do better. And they don't care about that. The appearance, they care about what you stand for and the integrity and, you know, what, what you have going on. They don't care about what you can buy. No. And they really don't care about you because you be making these people be making these posts. Oh, about how they this and that. They just want to be nosy just to keep it a buck with you. They just be yeah, nosy. for sure. They just got something like, oh, I seen old girl. Wonder what they marriage going through. Mm-hmm. Oh, I seen them post this. Wonder if he yeah, what up. And that's I, we might just have to come back to no. Nah, we gonna go on your. I'm gonna go on your. We show. got to, yeah. and I'm gonna come back on yours. I want yeah, because we definitely can have a, a conversation. Just a general conversation, and we touched a lot of different things. Um, I appreciate you uh, for coming on, reaching out. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you being able to overcome what you went through to be able to help people. Because sometimes people just go over, get over stuff, and they don't help nobody else. But you're helping people. And this is a very touchy subject. Like, I'm sure, you know, it's days where you like, man, fuck this. Like, Oh, man. And. So I applaud you. I love to get my uh, successful underdogs. I don't like saying guests, but my uh, successful underdogs, they flowers. Uh, I don't know you from a can of paint, but I know you do powerful things and you inspire people. So I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. I appreciate you too for having me though. Cause I was like, hey, okay. I feel special. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. So before we get out of here, Tell people how um, they can reach you and then uh, give us a closing word. Okay. Um, you can reach me at rescued for purpose underscore on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> and I just want to say, um, be yourself, love yourself, make sure you're putting you first and stay down and come up. And on that note, peace, one love. I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.